Hello, I am Brian Zwerner, your host of the Diverse Web 3 podcast series and the president of We Studio, a nonprofit in Atlanta working with diverse founders building in Web 3. My guest today is Blake Stoner of Vangle. Blake, thanks for joining us today. Hey, great, great to be here, Brian. Excited to have you. And we also had you out as the winner of the Atlanta Web3 Expo pitch competition. I know you were excited to be a part of that. And we were excited to see you named as the startup from Atlanta with the biggest potential impact. Was that a great event for you? What did it do for your company? Oh, yeah, it was great. Uh, great event. Um, and as far as with the company, you know, it's, it's always good to connect with the broader Web3 decentralized community. And I think, uh, you know, we've been working kind of quiet here in Atlanta. Um, so I think that was a great, great intro to, to the ecosystem for us. Well, you beat the other four founders in the pitch competition. There were additional eight startups exhibiting. If you're listening to this and you don't know what we got going on in Atlanta Web3, it's time to take notice. So, Blake, let's start with a little bit about you. Share, share with us a little bit of your background. Tell me a little bit about your, uh, you know, kind of how you got to be where you're at. Yeah. So, so my background, so I, I'm someone, so Vingle is a, it's a grassroots news agency and I've been someone working in grassroots organizing basically my whole life since grade school. Um, been knocking on doors in my community literally since, since kindergarten, first grade, something like that. That was um, here in Atlanta, right? You grew up here? Grew up in Atlanta, uh, specifically, uh, grew up in, in college park. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, and you know, just from using that, grassroots background that, that that pretty much got me all the way to 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 college i should say that transformed when i got to college to get into more like different forms of activism um and eventually uh, i found myself going to ferguson missouri um uh, after the death of mike brown and that actually was the catalyst for for Bingle. but i think we'll probably get into that a little later um but but as far as me like my projection from like you know Grassroots organizer, went to Morehouse, studied economics. After that, um, in between Morehouse, I, I actually started getting the idea for Vingle, but I knew I didn't have enough uh, of a media background to really lead it. So I went to Columbia uh, University, uh, studied strategic communication, uh, got a full ride actually to Columbia. Um, fun fact, my, my personal statement for Columbia was uh, my vision for Vingle. Um, so that got me a full ride. Um, That's perfect. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And, and then after that, um, I, I knew I didn't quite have a, the, the technical background to leave Bengal. So I went to a coding boot camp, um, studied software engineering, and then went to use that to, to go into like different accelerators, and incubators. And then, you know, now uh, I've uh, been, used a lot of different fellowships to continue building Bengal and building my expertise in the industry. Um, like right now, I'm a fellow at uh, Stanford and USC Starting Lab for Data Integrity. Uh, former Knight Foundation fellow at the Craig Newmark Graduate School of Journalism's uh, Executive Program for News Innovation and Leadership, um, current fellow at the Online News Association, um, and uh, formerly uh, at the Brown Institute for Media Innovation that's at Columbia Journalism School and co-founded by Columbia and Stanford Engineering. So a lot of, lot of uh, fellowship experience, um, just working with different sides of the journalism industry to uh, figure out how do we really build a sustainable uh, future for decentralized news. No, that's awesome. And I know that you talked to me a bit before about how your grandfather inspired some of your own uh, grassroots work and organizing. Was there something in your upbringing or, or your family around entrepreneurship that made you, you know, want to do this as a, 
as your own company as opposed to joining up with an existing media or how did you make the decision to go into doing this as your own company and leading your own business? Yeah, so so on that tip, um, uh, I, I want to give a little background on to like what led to it exactly. Sure. So, as you said, like my grandfather, my grandfather, um, he's, he was one of the former uh, freedom riders during the civil rights move, movement. Um, and that was like, obviously, you know, callous for, you know, my, my desire to want to be in activism. Um, and eventually, um, my, one of the, I think, main reasons I, I found myself wanting to go to Ferguson. Um, but to specifically answer that question, so it, it was, let me talk about the Ferguson part. So when I got to Ferguson, obviously, most people uh, remember Ferguson, what Ferguson was about. Um, and, and at the time, you know, the whole country, if not the whole world, was talking about Ferguson. It was just very, it was a small city. It's not a major city. Um, and, you know, going there, I had an impression in my mind of what I was about to experience. Um, but it was very different when I got there. And then even more different when I went door to door talking to the citizens of Ferguson. And I realized, wow, there's a whole different level of narratives that a lot of media uh, was missed out on. And it, it just really opened my eyes to like, wow, if this is happening in this small little city that the whole country was talking about, what does that mean for so many different cities mm. all across America? Um, and I couldn't, I couldn't shake that, and I spent the rest of my my time um, at undergrad at Morehouse, just kind of thinking about that problem. And my um, my senior year, uh, I I basically graduated early. I had to stay for like one class or one or two class, something like that. And uh, I used that time to start exploring the the Web three space. And and I was uh, working at uh, storage here in Atlanta. Um, okay. Decentralized cloud storage company. And you know that was, was your first exposure to crypto. That was kind of your uh, your introduction to crypto Web three blockchain. My my first direct one, I should say. You know, I, I you know had conversations with people talking about Bitcoin, but my first inside of a a, a Web three organization, yes. Um, and and just seeing like just thinking like wow, like just the possibilities of decentralization, and like if we can decentralize cloud storage, it I just was like, well, could we decentralize you know news and help you know, support, uh, create uh, a decentralized infrastructure to build a stronger news ecosystem. Um, and after I started thinking about it, I couldn't shake that. And it, it, it just was the catalyst I needed. And, you know, like uh, you, you asked about entrepreneurship in my, in my family. Uh, I do have family members that have started businesses and stuff like that, but nothing like this, obviously. Um, but, you know, having that free time, um, you know, my, my senior year, I just used all the the money I was making at storage and just traveled the country and just went to different uh, tech conferences and just, just start like learning to see what was out there and see, was there anything even remotely close to, to what, I, what I thought Bingo could be? And I didn't see it. So I said, you know, I'm gonna go for it. And um, I was in a pre-accelerator in college and that just gave me a platform to get started. And then I just kind of took that into Columbia and just kept going and kept going, kept going, just step after step. Uh, it's great that you got exposure to this while you were still in school. You got to see a, a growth uh, stage startup in Storage. Storage is a, a huge company based here in Atlanta that does decentralized uh, you know, cloud uh, infrastructure and has really made a big impact and has, has, has inspired you and others around Atlanta to, to build, which is a lot of fun for our community. So you had this idea. You were, I guess you looking at the way that some of the other news agencies are out there. How do you compare what you're building now at Vangle to say Associated Press or the UPI? What's the difference between what they've built and, and have had for, you know, whatever, hundred years and what you're building now? 
Yeah, so, you know, again, going to the name Vingo. By the way, Vingo, spelled V-N-G-L-E, stands for various angles. You know, we try to bake in the whole decentralized uh, philosophy into the name. Um, so that's one part is that, that like making sure that through having a decentralized news organization, we can create a whole new level of equity in, 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 um, in building an equitable news ecosystem, allowing people to be able to share verified insights from all walks of life. But to specifically answer your question, you know, we see ourselves as the hyper-local, grassroots-powered news agencies. So, like, you know, a lot of newsrooms, uh, they, they work with, with the AP, Associated Press, and they're amazing at, at what they do when it comes to state coverage, you know, and just big topic coverage, um, and people like Reuters. Um, and really, obviously, the, the, uh, the biggest uh, news agency, I believe, in the world right now, and, you know, obviously, uh, one of the best for international coverage. Um, but what I continue to see, and I, obviously what I saw in Ferguson and so many other cities, was that news or agencies and local institutions don't have that hyper-local partner that can help them extend to the underrepresented areas around them. Um, and, and because of that, they, they don't have the coverage on it. They don't have the insights on what's going on in these areas. And it's just there's, there's just a gap. And they don't have the bandwidth or, um, or the infrastructure to go into these communities themselves. So... You know, that's pretty much the focus we have at Vingo is that like we're building that decentralized infrastructure to allow them to easily expand their coverage at a fraction of price of having to build that infrastructure themselves. And how are you going to find these citizen journalists, these community journalists, the people that are, you know, getting overlooked by the big news agencies? How do how do you find them at Vingo? How do you get them on board and how do you get them creating content that uh, that that is going to be newsworthy? Yeah, so we, we actually, we don't call them citizen journalists. Citizen, hmm. citizen journalists is technically a term that's just a lone wolf, someone out there okay. who's just like reporting because they feel they need to report. Well, so we we uh, we call them grassroots reporters um, because yeah. they're trained in, in, in grassroots methodologies and community organizing, uh, and they're part of a network um, to, to cover communities. And, you know, we, we um, use the same... Uh, grassroots principles people have been using for decades. Um, you know, finding people who are genuinely passionate about their community, um, and you know, these are people who 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 you know are vocal about their community. They're showing up to uh, you know town hall meetings. They're you know they're, they're a very unique type of person, um, and not not everybody really you know is high, you know really focused on genuinely showing and engaging their community. Um, in a way that, you know, that, that helps promote what's going on in that area. Uh, some people are just kind of like, you know, just, just going through the motions living in an area. Um, so, so we're finding those people who are super passionate about their area um, and letting them know, hey, we built this whole platform um, to help get you engaged and mobilizing your community to help uh, better tell the stories on what's going on. And, you know, what we find out is that people actually see this as a unique opportunity because people already, or at least these type of people, are already interested in helping in their community, but they don't have uh, a, a, a productive medium outside of posting on social media um, to, to really do something, and especially not one they can get compensated through. Right, right. And so you help bring these stories and get them to larger media outlets and, and get them distributed. How do, where, where would people see Vangel's content now or where, where, where will they see it in the future? Yeah, so I mean, we have uh, obviously a few uh, stories on our, our website that we share, but for the vast majority, all our content will be, you, you will see it through other media. 
uh, other media uh, platforms and stuff like that. Um, so like just how um, a newsroom will work with the AP wire or Reuters wire, uh, you know, they'll, they'll be working, they work and work, we'll, we'll be working with Dingawalk. And this will be everything from written article content to video to audio, the full spectrum of coverage, or are you focusing in one area or another? So we, we, we focus primarily on visual journalism, vis okay. visual reporting, photos and videos, mostly videos. Um, however, we're seeing ourselves getting more into editorials eventually, um, but visual is definitely our main focus. Excellent. Excellent. Well, it's great that you're helping to find a way to, you know, get these stories out there and get these connections. So explain to me a little bit about the blockchain aspect. How are you using blockchain or Web3 tools to uh, to enhance this business model? Yeah. So, you know, given the fact that we have so many people contributing content from so many different areas, like, you know, the, 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 verif um, the layer of verification really couldn't even work out, uh, outside of, uh, you know, using blockchain tools. Uh, so so a, a system or an organization like Bingo really couldn't even exist until in, in, like this advent of this, 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 uh, this new uh, technology. So we're using, we create uh, this patented mobile forensics technology to help secure the provenance of content. Um, so whenever photos or videos or any type of submission for people in our community um, is, is, is uh, uh, sent in, it's able to be end-to-end -end verified that that you, you'll be able to get a, a receipt, public receipt, you know, public ledger receipt on exactly uh, who created it at what time and what location, and and you know, and by combining the the public ledger aspect of it and the training of, of aspect of it, we're helping to give not only the 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 exact origin of the content, but then the hyper local details around it uh, provided by the local, um, the vetted local contributor and. In, in our network. Yeah, we've seen so many interesting applications of blockchain. I think this is certainly one of them, you know, using these uh, tools to create immutable records and uh, make sure that the people who brought that content uh, get credit for it, ultimately get paid for it. Uh, this is a really unique application of blockchain. I think that's what the judges at the Atlanta Web3 Expo were so excited about, that you were you know, using these tools in ways that you know, were really new and different. And like you said, kind of almost the only way these could have been done you talked a little bit earlier in the conversation about uh, some of the different news organizations and programs that you're a part of now, yourself and Bangle, and and uh, dig a little bit deeper on that. Go click cl click a layer deeper. What what are some of these partnerships that you've already got going for Bangle that you're excited about? Yeah, so um, the most notable I, I feel right now is what we're working with, what we're doing with, with starting the the Starling Lab for Data Integrity, that's co-founded by Stanford and USC. Um, and they're working with us, backed us to help launch our first statewide initiative. We we reported on different communities, like 25 over 25 cities across America, but this is the first statewide initiative um, to really talk about healthcare access issues across the state of Georgia. Um, and and for you know those uh, who don't uh, aren't familiar with, with Georgia healthcare, uh, we've had a lot of hospital closures in the in the coming uh, the recent months and years. Uh, a lot of uh, healthcare professional shortages. Um, and Georgia actually uh, was the third most dangerous state to give birth last year. So mm -hmm. there's just a, a ton of healthcare related things all happening in the same area. And then given the, that Atlanta is the backdrop, the ba I mean, excuse me, the backyard of the CDC, 
Um, so, so then we have the element of like, how is America uh, transitioning beyond the pandemic? Um, and there's no better place to examine that than the CDC's backyard. Um, so, you know, we, we're basically working with uh, the Starling Lab um, to help do a transparent grassroots level view on what healthcare experiences are from different walks of life, um, from urban Georgia to rural Georgia to, you know, um, different demographics, just, just everything. And it's all, the whole focus is to help curate more insights uh, for newsrooms and policymakers um, for, for we can be on the same page on what's happening um, across, across Georgia. Oh, that's fantastic. Obviously, uh, so much diversity across the state of Georgia from the city of Atlanta and, and, and all the different areas that we have here to rural parts of Georgia that extend down towards Florida or over towards Alabama or South Carolina. It's a, it's a complex state and uh, the healthcare issues or challenges have been significant. We've had to bring a lot of healthcare workers in from other parts of the country to, to fill some of the needs here. And we've seen it. It's great that you're working with Starling Labs and able to get that get that story out there. That'll be exciting to see the uh, the content that comes from this. And now you've had you've had these grassroots journalists out there and, and produced what a few thousand pieces of content already. I mean, you this thing this thing's been up and running in a content machine for quite a while now, right? Yeah, um, I, I'm not sure if we hit. Maybe, maybe we haven't. I haven't. I don't. I don't know the exact number right now, but I'm not sure if I would. Com- comfortably say thousands but uh, <laughs> definitely definitely hundreds for sure yeah fantastic fantastic now you know our audience here is mostly uh, uh other venture investors like myself or people in the community ecosystem we got a lot of founders that listen to this diverse web3 builders series if people are out there listening today and they're excited about your mission at vangle what can they do to help so i would say um First is, you know, if you're in Georgia and you're interested in helping to report on, um, even if you don't have any kind of reporting background, any kind of healthcare background, um, and what's going on in your community, um, in healthcare access, love for you to, you know, become a reporter, uh, you know, obviously we'll give you the training and everything, but even beyond Georgia, if you're interested in talking about hyperlocal issues that uh, you're seeing in your community, uh, moving into 2024, um, the next presidential election, most, you know, and you want to talk about what's going on and maybe you live in the polarized parts of America. Uh, mm. That's going to be a big focus of us, of ours next year, um, to help do grassroots coverage of America. Um, and uh, obviously, you know, we're looking to work with more and more media organizations, newsrooms, and local institutions. So if if you work at one or happen to know the people, reporters or leaders in these organizations who are interested um, in covering. The underrepresented around them, or or want a decentralized partner to help them combat a misinformation. You know, we would love to uh, uh, intro. Fantastic, and, and Blake, how have you funded this business? Tell tell our community a little bit about how you funded this business to date. Yeah, it's been bootstrapped. Um, you know, like like you know, uh, doing everything I can to keep to keep going. Uh, yeah, and uh, you know, we had a, a few grants during the pandemic, um, and you know, you know obviously winning like pitch competitions and stuff like that, you know, uh, but the vast majority of everything has been bootstrapped. And do you, uh, do you see this as something that you would eventually like to take venture funding for or investor take investors for? You know, we're, we're still trying to decide that. Um, but right now our main focus is really just making sure we're, we keep the integrity of the mission in place before right. we, we even, um, you know, make a decision like that. 
Right. As a, given the, the public benefit you're trying to create here, you can't, you can't get into a position where it's all, where the top priority is the highest return for investors. Exactly. 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 Of course we want to make money. Don't get, don't get us wrong, but, <laughs> but, but we just want to make sure that impact side of it uh, stays true. Um, or, you know, we're just every other organization. Right. And the same for your uh, grassroots journalists. They get paid to do this, right? When you sell this content onto the newsrooms, they, they get paid for their work. Right, 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 right. It's not just a community service that they're performing. Right. They are performing a, a service for their community and helping get those stories out, but they're also going to be compensated for the work that they create. Exactly. And exactly. the value that it brings to the media downstream for them. Exactly, exactly. Fantastic. Well, Blake, it's been great to have you here today on the Diverse Web3 Builders series. For everyone watching, he's given you a good idea of how you can help out helping to tell the stories or or if you're in the media space and you're watching this, get the word out. If you're excited about it, we'll have uh, Blake's information and how to get in touch and how to follow them in the show notes. So just take a look down there. Um, and uh, if you're looking for more amazing Diverse Web3 Builders, We'll be featuring them here on this series. So make sure you subscribe. Blake, thank you very much for your time today. It's been great getting your story out. Thank you so much, Brian.